1: Hello my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys, welcome back to our slash Malicious Compliance, where people do exactly what others ask them to do to spite them, and in today's episode, OP's Karen Boss goes psycho on him after he maliciously complies with her orders. Guys, I hope you enjoy the lineup today, and as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. This one's from over a decade ago, but I still giggle about it from time to time. I was 18 years old, and for some reason, the higher-ups thought that it was a good idea to give me assistant manager at this Burger King I worked at. It was just me and one other guy closing the store. Our store closed at 12am, and it's now about 12.20 or so, and the dreaded drive through signal beeps. I respond and tell the person, I'm sorry, we're closed. And the woman on the other end says, what? It's only 12.20, why are you closed? The woman said that in a snooty, condescending tone. And I tell her, we close at 12. She then goes on and says, Well, I just drove all the way from some faraway suburb, and don't tell me it's for nothing. Just make me something. I tell her, no ma'am, we can't. Our stoves are off, we can't cook anything. To which the woman says, Well, I'm not leaving until you get me food. Now, I did try to reason with her for a bit longer, but she insisted that she was served and continued to get increasingly irate. She then once again said, I'm not leaving until you useless idiots make me something to eat. Now, the story I worked for had a rather large speaker in the back, so the cook could hear the entire conversation, and he wasn't pleased. I then asked if he has anything left to serve the woman, and he says, Hold on a sec. I then watch, as he digs through the trash that's covered in old fryer grease and whatever else have you, and pulls out a crispy chicken patty and an old soggy bun. He also puts together some fries and says, I got one. I tell the woman, I have a crispy chicken sandwich and some fries. The woman hums and haws and she says, fine, I'll take that. So she paid, got her food, and she left, and I never saw that woman again. Edit. Just so everyone's clear, I'm absolutely not advocating for anyone to do this. The safer route would have obviously been to lock the doors, let her sit there, but I was 18 years old, stupid, and naive. I understand the woman could have gotten sick, but to be honest, the moment she opened her wrapper, she would have known. There's no way she would have eaten it. Also, the chicken patty had been in the garbage for no more than 20 minutes. It's not like I injected her food with rat poison. This hardly qualifies as food tampering. Yeah, so, a a lot of people are giving Opie flack for this one, guys. Even if it was a Karen he was messing with. But hey, that's dumb 18-year-old logic for you. And guys, I've worked fast food before. And the crap I've seen gone down in the kitchen, oh boy. All I can say is you really should be nice to anyone handling your food. Definitely don't call them a useless idiot. But let me know what you guys think. Malicious compliance gone too far or not. So, I work a second job at our local small grocery and butcher shop. A few nights a week to pay for my kids' activities, I was hired as a cashier. The person that did the end of the day butcher shop cleanup slash sanitizing quit. So, instead of hiring someone for cleanup, the owners decided that the cashiers could do it between customers. The owner often sat in their office, watching TV and just effing around. And when a customer came in, the doorbell would ring. And they would buzz the phone in the butcher area for the cashier to come check them out. When I came in for my shift at 6pm and was told about the new setup, I told them no. I told them I wasn't hired to clean the butcher area. I was hired to run the register and to stock the shelves. The owner then said that I would clean the butcher shop or I would consider myself fired. And that's when they walked away. I tell him fine and grabbed my things and left. Apparently the owner thought I had gave in and was doing the cleaning. So they buzzed the butcher area when customers came in for about two hours, before someone told them that no one was coming to check them out. The store's liquor area, cigarettes, and scratchers all got emptied out. It was 7.30 and I got a screaming phone call from the owner about how he was calling the police and how I was gonna get arrested and going to jail. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. The owner did call the police. The owner stated that he wanted me arrested as an accomplice to the thefts. Because I had left the store. The cops asked me to come to the store, which I did. And I explained that the owner had fired me. So I went home, and the CCTV would prove that fact. The tape was reviewed, and plain as day, the owner said that I was fired. I estimate they lost about $30,000. So that was a quick post, but wow guys, talk about a useless owner. Like maybe he should have gotten off his butt and done things, or at least checked the security cameras once in a while, instead of just sitting back and watching TV. And honestly, it sounds to me like he did this to himself, guys. He realized he effed up, he got mad, and he tried to use OP as a scapegoat. And it's also funny how he wanted the butcher's area cleaned up, and had pretty much the whole store cleaned out. Alright, this takes place close to two years ago, and I'm just gonna rattle off some useful info. I live in the UK, and I worked night shift in one of the busiest supermarket chains in the area. There was two shops about 45 minutes apart from each other. So our job was pretty simple, work out the back stock, proceed to work on the new delivery, and then put all the leftovers on either the cage or the capping shelves. Sounds simple, right? But the job had one slight issue. We spent a good majority of our 9 hour shifts on our knees, and due to an injury that I sustained about a year into working there, I had a very sensitive and weak right knee. Due to this, I asked my previous boss and the store manager if it was okay to swap out of the usual trousers they provided us, and buy myself a pair of padded knee ones. Now this was okay, as long as I bought them in the navy blue that matches with our store. I did, but I never went out of my way to have the store's logo embroidered on them, so it would meet an acceptable standard. With that out of the way, my old boss left our store due to him retiring. With the hectic trouble of finding a new night shift manager to replace him, they brought in one of the managers from our sister store who we'll call Carrot. Now Karen was a turbo bitch compared to our old boss. She never helped out on the shop floor, despite us being severely understaffed. She would berate all of us constantly and she never did her own job. The woman would never do any of her assigned jobs and she left a lot of work for the other managers to pick up. Everyone hated her. So about three months into Hurricane Karen, she decides to go after me. She takes me into the office and she proceeds to bash me for the non-company gear I was wearing, my trousers, and she said she couldn't let me stay in the store wearing them and that I had to go home and change or be fired. Of course, I tried to argue that I needed them because my knee was really bad and without it, I would be in considerable pain, but she wouldn't budge. She told me to go home or I'd be jobless. Keep this in mind, it was a Saturday, our busiest day and we had a double delivery. So after I gave up, I grabbed my car keys and headed home. What I didn't tell Karen is that my house was a 30 minute drive there and back because I lived out in the countryside. I get home and proceed to route through my cupboard until I find an old pair of work trousers. I then got changed, got into my car, drive a bit towards work, stopped and started to watch YouTube wasting as much time as possible. It was only about 15 minutes after I got into my car that Karen called, and I let it ring. A second call, I left that one too. I picked up on my third call and apologized. I explained to her that I received a puncture in my tire, and I was in the middle of waiting for my friend to come and replace the tire, due to my bad knee. A couple of minutes of swearing later, I hung up on her and continued to waste another hour ignoring the many, many phone calls I received from her. So after wasting enough time, I start the engine and casually drive back to work, arriving at what I can only describe as utter chaos. Karen's ordering the other two workers around like slaves, not even following protocol at all and she's having a hissy fit. When I get in, she immediately scolds me for being late and she orders me to work booze, which is the heaviest aisle aside from juice. I tried to explain to her that due to my knee, I can't do that level of heavy lifting, and that she should check my employee records as it's noted down there. Once again, she was having none of it. She was punishing me, demanding me into the aisle. She even threatened my job again if I don't. So I get to work. I do my best with all the heavy lifting, but after an hour in there, my weak knee starts to buckle while I'm doing continuous heavy lifting. I collapse in agony, smashing a large case of vodka as I go. Karen, as sympathetic as expected, comes in and screams at me to stop faking and to get back to work. And in her infinite wisdom, she decided to stamp on my right knee to prove I was faking it, which was a big effing mistake. I cried out in pain and of course my coworkers called for an ambulance knowing how bad my injury is. Karen spends a good chunk of time arguing with paramedics that I'm faking everything. One look at my leg and the visible pain I was in made up the paramedics minds and I was rushed to the hospital. I had my leg checked out and I had severely pulled slash ruptured my ACL and my MCL. The next day I make a formal complaint into work via email as well as phoning the shop manager to complain, personally. Due to Karen's behavior, being caught on CCTV, as well as her many workplace violations for not following protocol, as well as not caring about my health and well-being of an injured staff member, she was fired from the company immediately, and I received a substantial claim due to my workplace injury. Karen, the last I've heard, is now an Avon lady. Due to the smallness of the town I live in, she couldn't find a job, as everyone knew what she had done. She's also living a very unhappy life divorced, as her attack on me gave her husband a reason to hit the eject button and take the kids. Also, why didn't I file a police report? I didn't need to. With it being a serious workplace incident, the police were notified on my behalf, and I didn't want the hassle of going through a trial, so she took a deal. Five years probation, if I remember correctly. Wow guys, like, all I can say is I'm glad OP was compensated for that crazy attack. Like, I've always wondered how people like this end up in positions of power. And on that day, Karen picked on the wrong person and she paid the ultimate price for it. I mean, berating staff, that's already bad enough. But stomping on an employee's leg because you don't think it's injured? That manager was frickin' nutso. Back in high school, I was all about my car. Don't get me wrong, it was a rolling piece of crap, but it was my car. It probably had a trade-in value of maybe 5 bucks, but it was my car. I was learning how to take care of it, by which I mean I found where the dipstick was and how to pull it. I hadn't yet moved on to tire inflation, one step at a time. So one day after school, I drive to my friend's place. We jump out, pop the hood, pull the dipstick, check the oil, and it was fine, so I put the hood back down. I had no idea what an HOA was or what it meant. I was just a happy, ignorant teenager, eager to demonstrate how responsible I was with my wheels. A few days go by, and we're hanging out at my friend's place when his mom comes home. She starts giving us the business in that I'm annoyed but trying not to be voiced about a warning she received from the HOA regarding repairing cars in your driveway, complete with a photo of my piece of crap with the hood up. Really, she was being pretty good, though clearly annoyed. We explain that we weren't repairing anything, that I was just checking the oil level, and didn't even need any tools. The picture just had the hood up. At that, she softened quite a bit. And the focus of her annoyance shifted from us to the HOA since it's entirely reasonable for anyone to check the level of oil in a car. She then finds her copy of the HOA rules and we read them together. Sure enough, there's a bylaw that says you can't repair a car in the driveway. I protest that I wasn't repairing anything, I was just checking the oil. Regarding the exact rules on what exactly was forbidden sparked an idea. I then looked at my friend, raised an eyebrow and said, Fight the power? He says to me, fight the power. So I propose my plan to his mom and ask for permission since she's gonna have to deal with the fallout. She's on board since she thinks this is extremely stupid and we set into motion. Cue the malicious compliance. Every day after school, my friend and I drive our piece of crap machines to his place parked in the driveway, and raised the hood. And we did nothing, we just looked at the engine. There were no tools, we weren't even near them. We didn't check the oil, we didn't so much as touch them, nor wipe them down with a rag. All we did was expose them to the birds, the sky, and the god above, just to let them breathe. After a while, I got bored, so I set up an easel and drew my engine, 10 minutes at a time. My friend had to one-up me, so he decided to have some tasteful artistic photos with his engine. The best photos would be him laying over the engine shirtless, stroking, and fake kissing it. Just absurd, over-the-top, moronic high schooler stuff. Predictably, the HOA was on us like stink on crap. The warnings quickly turned into fines, complete with pictures of both vehicles with their hoods up, then more pictures with mine with its hood up, and an easel in front, then even more pictures with my friend with its hood up, with him laying on the engine compartment and me taking pictures of him with a camera. Soon enough, his mom let us know that it was time for the monthly HOA meeting. Of course, all three of us had to go in person to protest these fines. So the motley pair of us show up, along with his mom, and his mom's stack of fine notices. I bring along my engine drawing, and we printed some of my friend's engine photos larger than normal. After a while, it was new business time, and my friend's mom steps up. Now I'm pretty sure they expected her to play the, my son and his friend are morons, please make these fines go away since I didn't know what they were doing. The sympathy card, but nope, not a chance. She politely but firmly attested that she was being sent fines for something that wasn't in the bylaws and she asked the board to stop. One of the board members spoke up saying that working on cars was against the bylaws and clearly that's what was going on since both hoods were up. And you should have seen their faces when she corrected them. The bylaw said that no repairs were allowed and that there were no repairs going on in any of the pictures, since no tools were visible, and that we were just doing art projects for schools. Even longer faces were seen when she showed my completely terrible drawing of my engine, along with a date stamped a couple of weeks ago pictures of my friend trying to seduce his engine, The HOA president called for a five-minute recess, during which the board huddled in the corner of the room. After the recess, the president succinctly said, ma'am, we're gonna have to dismiss all your fines. Have a nice evening. We damn near danced out of that meeting. Being the obnoxious crapheads that my friend and I were, we had to do the drawing photo routine a few more times, just to make sure they weren't gonna start sending more fines. They wisely didn't, and being victorious, we soon found out other ways to annoy them. What a huge win for OP and his friend. And what a stupid rule, guys. Like, you're not allowed to fix or work on your own car in your own driveway. That's complete madness. But reading these stories about horrible HOAs, that's not the worst rule I've heard of. So one of my employees accidentally sent out the wrong item on an internet sale. The person was more than just pissed. We offered a return at our expense and that we'll ship the correct item as soon as possible and the original shipping would be refunded. But no, that wasn't good enough for this person. The person told me that I should fire Steve for this. Steve's not his real name. Steve had made a simple mistake and things happened because we were busy at this time of year. Now this was two weeks before Christmas, and I finally replied to this angry customer. I wrote to the customer, Dear customer, thank you, thank you. I appreciate your insistence that action must be taken in this case. I had been building a case to remove Steve from the company for some time now, and this helps me seal the deal. You're not the first person to tell me this. And thanks to your complaints, I have to give Steve his walking papers. He was very upset. He even cried a little bit and asked after four years how I could be so heartless to fire him two weeks before Christmas and that this was the only source of income for his family with two kids and disabled wife. I simply told him that he pissed off the wrong customer. Sorry Steve, but Santa won't be visiting your kids this year. Oh, and Steve, sorry, but you no longer qualify for your year-end bonus. I then thanked the customer because his complaint was going to save the company a lot of money and as a reward, I was making his $8 purchase totally free. The customer then sent back a very long email where he profusely apologized over and over, to the point that they must have been crying at the computer when typing it out. They were shocked and stunned that I would fire someone just before Christmas, and they literally begged me to hire him back. Well, Steve and I had a good laugh reading what this angry customer wrote. I saved the letter, and over the next two years, I sent it out twice more. Steve was not only a good employee who was honest and caring, I also considered him a friend. Give the people what they want, and they suddenly realize that they're the monster they hate the most. What a brilliant and hilarious reply on OP's part, guys, and honestly, I freaking laughed out loud when OP revealed it was an $8 item that was mixed up. Like, if you want someone fired over an $8 item, you've gotta be a monster. I'm just glad they backtracked after the letter was sent out. This happened yesterday. My wife had some serious surgery, and her family sent her some flowers. Unfortunately for us, no one knows our physical address, only our mailing address. I do a lot of cybersecurity and investigation work, so I keep the location a pretty guarded secret. The UPS store called us and let us know that there were flowers for her, so I head over to get them and our mail while I was there. When I get there, most of the good spots were taken, all except for one. I then looked and there was a fancy Lincoln parked across the space next to it. I didn't want to park down four more spaces or even around the back of the building because this person could not be bothered to park respectively. I drive a very old 2005 Chrysler Town & Country and I'm an excellent parker. So I lined up within the lines and slowly pulled forward, taking extra care to not scrape the offending vehicle. I then climb out and head in to pick up my packages and the flowers. There were quite a few people inside, and I went to get the slips out of the mailboxes. While I have my back turned, I hear an angry female voice, asking everyone, who owns the blue car? She then comes up behind me and asks if I owned the blue car. I then turned and saw an older blonde Karen staring daggers at me with a smile on her face. Now I didn't know for sure who she was looking for, so I responded, probably? She then says to me, I can't get into my car which was left running. She then asked if I could move my car and I said I would when I completed my pickup. She then smiles and walks outside. She then looks back and she sees me in line and she asks me what I'm doing. She says to me, I need to go. I'm done. Move your car now. I reply that I'm waiting to get my packages. At this point, I see the two employees look at each other with a look of fear. Now, I know they're not afraid of me. I've been with them for decades. I can only imagine the scene she must have done before I came in to get that kind of response. That's when one of the staff calls me out of line and ignores the people in front of me, snatching the package slips out of my hand. Both of them then abandon their post to go get me my packages. Now keep in mind that I was in line waiting my turn. I did not in any way ask for them to skip people in front of me. The other customers were oddly silent as this was going on. They then grabbed my package, forgot one, and had to go back to look for it. When I stepped forward to sign for the flowers, Karen was standing there with her arms crossed and tapping her foot, right next to the signature pad. Like she was so close that I would have had to lean on her to sign. I then made a motion for her to step back, and she stared at me, and then the pad. I stepped back and told her that I had 3 hours, and asked if she had 3 hours. At that, Karen huffed and she took half a step back. I rolled my eyes and stepped in to sign. She then says loudly, I'll get the flowers for you, which she did. She snatched the vase and walked towards the door. I knew she wasn't going anywhere and there would be hell to pay if she accidentally dropped them. I signed for the rest of my packages and walked around her car to get to the back of my car. I let her hold the flowers because the packages were large and awkward. I needed an extra hand anyway. I then loaded up and braced the flowers and she's standing directly behind her car tapping her foot. I closed the trunk and went to get inside my car. She then says to me, It looks like you can't get in either. Because the car on the other side was kind of close, but it was within the lines. It had been there when I arrived and parked, and I tell her, I got out, didn't I? As I turned sideways and crabbed walked slowly and got into my car. Before I closed the door, I heard one of the patrons come out and ask why she hasn't left yet. She said she was blocked in like he had not heard the exchange inside. He then says to her, you shouldn't have parked across the lines, I guess, and walked away laughing. I pull out and got on the highway, and she actually followed me for a long distance. I was in a company vehicle with a number on the side, so she's more than welcome to report me. I let my boss know what happened, and he laughed. Now I know it may be petty, but for all of us that get blocked in from parking in a spot by asshats that feel the rules don't apply to them, this is for you. What an awesome malicious compliance, guys, but honestly, I feel it would have been better if OP just said, Blue car, nope, that's not mine, and let her wait it out and watch him go outside to his car. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of r slash malicious compliance. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's satisfying stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up, and if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, it's an r slash entitled people episode where an idiot dad lets his bratty teenager steal Opie's car, and he gets mad at her for threatening to call the police. It's such a wild story, so go check it out if you haven't, and myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.